Welcome to the Leadership Void Podcast. Enrique and Vince here, and we're all about helping you develop and fill the areas of void in your leadership. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Leadership Void Podcast. I'm Enrique and my co-host, Vince, to bring you the best in our veteran, military spouse, and first responder community. And Vince will introduce today's guest. Absolutely. Happy May, everyone. I am here with Enrique. Sorry for missing everyone last week. But as you know, Jen Amos is here from Norfolk, Virginia. She is the Director of Community Relations at the U.S. Vet Wealth. Welcome, Jen, to the show. Please, let's start off and tell us a little bit about you. Enrique, Vince, first and foremost, thank you for having me here and more importantly, giving me the grace to show up in the fashion that I did for the first 20 minutes. <laughs> um, a little bit about me. Wow, where do I even begin? Uh, I'm a fellow podcaster like both of you. Uh, congrats, Enrique, to being my quote-unquote successor with the Media Professional of the Year. Uh, I'm also an entrepreneur. I have been self-employed for 12 years now. This is my 12th year, which blows my mind. And uh, I'm a fur parent. I have a dog. And as of December, I am now a cat mom, not a cat lady, a cat mom. So that's a little bit about me. And I actually uh, also on in regards to what we're probably going to get into today, I should also mention that I'm a Gold Star family member. My dad had served in the 80s and 90s. And unfortunately, we lost him when he was about 18 and a half years into service. He, his last duty station was Yokosuka, Japan. And unfortunately, Unfortunately, it turned out to be his last duty station, but not in the way that we had expected it to be. Uh, I'm also a veteran spouse. I met my husband, Scott, which you all interviewed on your show. Uh, we met after his service, and we actually worked together, uh, like you mentioned, Enrique, at our company, U.S. Vet Wealth. So that's a little bit about me. Outstanding. And Jen, yes, uh, successful, but you're doing marvelous work in the <laughs> podcasting world. So congratulations to you. Um, but today we're going to bring up U.S vet wealth and the spouse benefit plan. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Wow. The spouse benefit plan is such a heart project for me for a lot of reasons. So let me first start by saying that the spouse benefit plan was inspired by uh, the government plan, the survivor benefit plan. And being a survive, a surviving family member myself, um, when we often bring up the topic, the survivor benefit plan to active duty military spouses, seasoned spouses, uh, career military service members, it's that morbid talk that no one wants to talk about. It's one of those things where it's like, let me just put it off or, okay, well, at least we're protected should anything happen um, to my service member in post-military life, let's just keep it. And what we have also come to find, Enrique, if we reel it back a little bit more, is that most people don't even realize that they have an option to like to keep it or even opt out. And so that was actually a problem for, for us and our team because, and I'm just gonna get to the point with this, if a military family is interested in protecting 100% of the military pension for post-military life, the survivor benefit plan is not going to do that. It's going to protect only 55% of your military pension. Now think of it this way, you know, imagine, you know, let's say for a, a, an 05 who served 20 years, um, transitions out and their military retired pay is about, let's say 4,100 a month. That's a lot of money. You know, that's, that's amazing. Should anything happen to the veteran, you know, should we end up losing their life? That military retired monthly pay basically gets cut into half. 
the wife or the spouse is left with, let's say three young kids, maybe just turning teenagers. And they, and if that was their sole income source, I mean, that drops down to nearly 20, what, 2,100 a month. That is not enough for a single parent. That is not enough for the kids. And the reason why this is extremely important to me to talk about this, to have this more put talk is because that's where my family comes from. However, it doesn't have to be a morbid talk, Enrique and Vince. Um, there's actually modern solutions today in the private market where it's more about being a survivor. It's actually celebrating the life of a spouse and the veteran today. And that is why we had decided to reframe our conversation around the survivor benefit plan to call it the spouse benefit plan, to say, this is about you today and recognizing the amazing benefits you have because you, yes, you, seasoned spouse, also served and your kids served and you deserve to make sure that 100% of that military pension is protected. And I'm gonna just say this just to kind of be brief and to the point with it, the survivor benefit plan is not gonna do that for you. And if you have to hear it through me, rather than my fellow bros in, in the office, all the veterans who didn't have kids in the military, if you need to hear it from someone like me who has you know, come, come out from the other side of death, um, then so be it. Uh, I don't want you to look at me as a, as a tragedy. I don't want you to look at me as, as you know, some, someone to pity, but more so to take inspiration from that, you know, you have a choice right now in, in the amazing military life that you have to educate yourself on what the military pension is really about and how you as a spouse have the sole power to choose to keep or opt out of the survivor benefit plan because no one can opt out of it but you. You need your signature, you need to get it notarized, only you can do that. And unfortunately, Enrique, like a lot of spouses don't even know that they have that option to begin with because they don't know, because they're not told it, because it's secondhand information. So in a nutshell, the survivor benefit plan um, is something I'm very passionate to talk about and educate. And that is why we decided to reframe the survivor benefit plan with our initiative called the spouse benefit plan. I want to say, Jen, you are an inspiration first and foremost. So thank, thank you, you for filling that void that's out there because it doesn't, as May is Mental Health Awareness Month, it, it will impact your mental health, yes. having to deal with all this. So being prepared, having this information, arming yourself armed with this education of the spouse benefit plan is so important and critical and crucial. So thank you for sharing that. So now that we navigate in the pandemic, how has it affected either you or the, the goals you're set with the survival benefit plan? Honestly, uh, the spouse benefit plan was birthed during quarantine. And I'll tell you a funny story. So last year, uh, my husband and I, we have been living in Virginia Beach for about two and a half years. Uh, renting out, renting out like this kind of beach house it was amazing, by the way, just like you could see the beach outside of the window is amazing. But um, summer last year, our landlord who had been renting out this house for the last decade, realized that this was the perfect time to sell. So it was in, in June of 2021, when we were given our 30 day notice, 30 day notice, right when we bought a paddleboard, right when we bought like all these things to get ready for summertime, they told us, you got to get out. And the last six months of last year was chaotic to say the least. We were essentially homeless in a sense, not, not like street homeless, but homeless in a sense where we didn't have a permanent address for six months. We were living out of different Airbnbs 
um, everywhere. <laughs> and, and we weren't even entirely sure where our next home was going to be. You know, we were in Virginia, but we were staying in West Virginia. We were looking to live in places in Florida or Colorado or Texas, or, you know, uh, I'm a Cali girl, but I was like, I don't know if I want to go back to Cali just yet. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. And um, throughout that, throughout that experience though, we had to keep working. You know, very, I mean, I'm, I'm very fortunate that Scott and I, we run our own business, we work remotely, being working with the military community, we can, we can work anywhere. And as, just like what we're doing here, this is a great example of working with the military. And, um, and so it was this one Airbnb in West Virginia, when I was sitting down and really just contemplating, like, how do we talk to, you know, spouses about the survivor benefit plan without them, you know, um, just letting it go over their head because of the morbid talk. And it was really in one of the Airbnbs. I remember, I remember the, the word spouse came to mind because we, we had a bunch of funny different names, a lot of different names. I won't even get into it. But I remember the word spouse came into my mind. And you think it sounds so obvious, but it but it, it when it really dawned me, I remember like stepping out of our Airbnb and like Scott was sitting outside with our dog and our dog was chasing the cat that we eventually adopted. It's a whole story around that. And I was like, honey, we got to call this the spouse benefit plan. So to be quite honest, the, um, you know, being in quarantine, although there is so much, so many layers to it, so much we can, I can share all the, all the, all the chaos and problems and trauma from that time. It was all of that combined that helped us really refine our message at our company. And more importantly, um, come up with the spouse benefit plan. So I want to say like, thank you, quarantine. Thank you, pandemic, but also I'm good. No, thanks. I'm good now. Like we can move on from this. <laughs> Thank you, but no, thanks. Right. <laughs> and it's so interesting. We'll, we'll be talking about challenges here not too long from now, but it's amazing how some of these challenges in our life will actually provide the direction for us uh, and the future. Uh, so talking about the future, what's on the horizon for the spouse benefit plan? Well, right now, the, the long-term goal for the spouse benefit plan is to offer some kind of workshop where spouses, for the first time, can feel comfortable talking about long-term financial planning. Um, very often, our spouses carry the responsibility of the day-to-day -day budgeting you know, within the household. Uh, but when you think about long-term, when you think about even insurance, it's like, ah, like that's, that's too far ahead. You know, like I, I, can't, I can't think about that rightfully so, because when you think about the military life and the constant moving and um, PCSing and deployments and, you know, the kids growing up, it's really, our spouses do such an incredible job, really just owning it uh, day to day. And so, and so we wanted to create a program with the spouse benefit plan so that they feel comfortable showing up and actually learning to look ahead from the day to day. And part of that, the first step with that is understanding is the survivor benefit plan right for you and your family. I'm not saying it's bad. I mean, I know I mentioned some numbers at the beginning, but at the end, I just want the spouse to be empowered and, and to know, know with full confidence and with the right information that this is the right choice that they're making. And so that's a long-term goal right now. Enrique, what we're doing is we have a podcast show, which you can actually listen to right now. The website is thespousebenefitplan.com. And to be quite honest, I'm going to disclose this with you too. This is my way of writing a book. <laughs> so what I do is I, I have all these notes and then I recite it via podcast. And then I listen to it over and over and over again, so that when, when I'm able to put it in a book, it'll be a lot more refined. So the podcast is the first raw form of the project. And then we're going to get into a book. 
And then we're going to get into actually videos. We're going to add videos as well, but we're going to get into the book. And it's my hope from the book. We have a workbook that will be able to take uh, spouses through a course and be able to learn in full confidence that they want to protect, you know, 100% of the military pension or not. Maybe they're fine with status quo. But my hope is that they just know with full confidence that this is the, this is the right choice they're making for themselves and their family. But right now we just have the podcast <laughs> and it's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. You know, I, I want to go, go on the record and say that I am not a licensed financial advisor. That is why I have my team. I help them more with the storytelling side of what we do and what we have to offer. And so the whole spouse benefit plan initiative has been such a collaborative effort from my team to really make this easy and digestible, you know, for our seasoned spouses to understand. Um, but yes, that's what's in the horizon. I definitely love what I'm hearing today and exclusively hearing that you are going to be an author. So that is going to be amazing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes. Put it on the universe. But yes, storytelling is very important in every walks of life, especially leading a team. So let's transition a little talk about leadership. And what do you do, Jen, yourself uh, in your spare time that aids you in your professional uh, life and journey? Ooh, self-care, man. I mean, and, and it, it looks like in so it, it, it comes in so many different forms. Um, like right, right now, I'll give you a snapshot of what self-care looks like for me. I have a therapist that I text every single day. She is a trauma expert and, uh, she really helps me recognize that a lot of what I had experienced after losing my dad was very traumatic. And, um, you don't know that it's traumatic until someone tells you, <laughs> you know, it's like, whenever I tell people like, oh, I, I lost my dad when I was 10 and till this day, we don't know what happened to him. And some people look at me with like big eyes, like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, I didn't realize that's not supposed to be normal. So having a therapist is one health coaches is two, um, you know, being in quarantine, I really, uh, took it as an opportunity to stress eat and eat a lot. And, um, and so be, being able to kind of uh, set a healthy foundation by knowing what's the right foods to eat and the right workouts to do without causing um, any extra pain on whatever chronic pain I already have. Um, also having a community, uh, just having like groups of people online, social groups that I, that I'm a part of and also my spirituality, uh, now that, you know, things have opened up. Um, I'm, I'm becoming more and more involved with my local church and, um, yeah, I, I think it's just, there's just so much, I think to self-care that is so important that I believe that more people, um, should be more open and candid about. I love journaling. I love, you know, staying connected with people. I love podcasting because it makes me feel, uh, needed and, um, also gives me an opportunity. It also makes me feel good to help other people share their stories. But let me tell you, like self-care is really what I do on my spare time. Otherwise people would say that I'm a workaholic, but I do, I do make sure that when I'm not working, um, I really take the time to take care of myself, like stretch, you know, have the yoga mat out. So it's like, naturally, I just, when I look at it, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go lay down on it for a little bit. You know what? I, one thing I realized is that laying down is such a good thing to do. Like if, if you don't need to sit, just lay down, <laughs> like just, even if it's just for like five, 10 minutes, that is one big thing I learned this year. I was like, I don't have to sit all the time. <laughs> like I can literally just lay down, like even on my own floor in my office, if no one's walking down the hallway, like I can do that. But a ton of, ton of self-care is definitely something I do on my spare, on my spare time. Well, I'll tell you that if there's any proof of true leadership is the leader that can lead themselves, take care of themselves, make sure that they're full, 
before they start giving out. And so congratulations on finding that, which I'll tell you, Vince and I talked to a lot of leaders. It's something that's hard for them to do, uh, but you're doing that. So congratulations. Now, as you have been growing up, both as a, a military child, now as a military spouse, a veteran spouse, um, you've learned a lot of things along the way. And I'm sure that there is something that you grasped and gravitated to and said, man, I, I need to, if there's anything I can tell somebody in the future, this would be it uh, that you would like to share with an emerging leader today. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a couple, but I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is a phrase that I often say to myself is so far so good. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is that um, if you are an emerging leader and you're looking to, you know, really learn and, and really come into your own as a leader, you got to feel fast so that you can learn fast. And part of learning to do it all fast is to give yourself a ton of grace, as we talked about offline here, and just kind of laughing and be like, oh, okay, well, so far, so good. Like this, the plans didn't go the way we wanted. What did we learn from that? Okay, let's move forward. You know, it's not the end of the world. Let's move forward. So I would say, you know, fail fast so that you can learn fast and just kind of laugh at the situation, even if things don't work out. <laughs> so that's why I laugh a lot. Laughing is a good coping mechanism of mine. And it's the great way for me to just, you know, lighten up, lighten up hard times. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's a good way to reframe, you know, versus getting all that hate and that anger. So basically being light about it and, you know, so far so good. It's, it's amazing. Great tip. Great uh, analogy. Great uh, example for folks listening in. So early on, Enrique said that you were going to talk about challenges. So how, how you, Jen, uh, deal with or embrace challenges that currently goes on in your world? Yeah, the best way that I deal with challenges is I don't deal with them alone. And for whatever reason, um, you know, in the military life, it's, it's all about community. It's all about the unit. And then you come out and you're kind of like left to the wolves. And so a lot of what I have had to learn, and maybe this also comes from, you know, having a single parent to raise us, like I have had to learn to not carry all the burden on my shoulders. And as soon as I feel um, some, some raw emotions, and what I mean by raw emotions is like kind of the initial emotion that comes up, whether you're upset, whether you're sad, whether you're anxious, whether you're feeling depressed, is to have a healthy outlet for that. Um, and for me, that's my therapist. Whenever I, whenever I have this raw emotion, because here's the thing, if I share my raw emotion with Scott, my husband, who doesn't know how to deal with his feelings, we're in for trouble. <laughs> and so I've learned, I've learned to like have support, not just with my spouse, not, you know, not just with uh, my husband, but in professional help and in, and in community, like having those friends, that support system that uh, allow me to be raw and vulnerable because I am a very emotional person. I'm an empath. I'm a highly sensitive person. And, you know, with this type of personality, it's easy to be taken advantage of. It's easy to say, oh, you're just too emotional. Oh, you're, you know, just, just, you know, uh, I can't think of any phrases right now because I have, I have so much like positive support in my life where I can't think of like people telling me to shut up anyway, anymore. But, um, you know, just having, having community, having that support, I think is the key to like working with life's challenges. We're always going to have challenges. We're always going to have challenges and it's always going to be hard, but it could always be a little bit easier if we have the support system, you know, to work through those challenges. 
Absolutely. And I'll tell you that uh, challenges, you, like you said, they're going to come. How you address them and the outcome is dependent on how you address them. And so I love the fact that you surround yourself with people that can help you navigate those uncertainties because they will come. Now, you mentioned earlier a time, you know, during a pandemic period where, boom, you got 30 days. And I was, my eyes over here was like, whoa. <laughs> if somebody told me I got 30 days, it's going to be a lot of stress. But how do you deal with times of change like that? And I, and I, and you know, you dealt with it as you mentioned, but how do you strategize around times of change? I love that you both are asking me this question because I have, being with a veteran who is a big idea guy and, and it has kind of this addictive personality. And what I mean by that is he pivots a lot. Like he finds this new, new thing that he runs with and he gets really good at it really fast. I, on the other hand, I'm a little more slow paced. I'm a little more methodical. And so I had to learn to find the balance between my personality and his personality. And of course, our team's personality, which primarily consists of veterans. So um, the biggest advice I can give everyone, if you feel like you're going through this, um, if you feel like you just have this chaotic life and you can't get it together, you, you feel like you have like this bucket of sand, but there's holes and the, and the sand keeps falling through and you just, you can't, you know, you can't cover up those holes. Um, I love using post-its and actually what I recommend if you're more of a digital person like me, I use Trello. So Trello is a, is a free app. It's like a digital post-it a post-it wall. And I, I, I use what I call like the, the three N method. And so I, I'm sure some people in the past have heard of methods like do delete or delegate kind of thing. For example, I have a, I have one where it's like, okay, so if you have a lot of things going on, um, make three columns and in each column you put now next and not yet. And what you do first is you do a complete brain dump in the not yet column so whether you do this on a post-it or you do this on Trello, you, you, just, you just dump everything in the not yet, like whatever's on your mind, whatever stress, whatever little thing, whether it's personal profession, you put in the not yet column. And then out of that, you pick one, you pick one that you can do right now. And you put that, you put that in the now column. And then immediately after you decide, okay, well, once this now is done, what's the next thing I can do? So you take whatever that next thing is, you take that and put it under the next column. So now you have only one thing to focus on. That's your now task. And once that's done, you go to the next task and you move that next task to the now task. And then when that's done, you just keep taking from that not yet corner, that not yet column. And then if you get overwhelmed all over again, it's okay. Just toss everything in the not yet column and start over. You know, the whole idea is, you know, that phrase, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? That's what the now, next, not yet method does. I can't take credit for it. It's from someone else, but I have run with that for the last almost handful of years now. And I'm telling you for anyone that's, that's an organization freak, but is dealing with chaos, that has been the greatest game changer for me to organize my life and my task based on the now, net, now next, not yet method. That is amazing. I love, I love the welcome. columns. I love the analogy of the bucket with the holes of the sand just dripping through. So and, and understanding different personalities, not only spouse, but also with the team. So great information. We could go on all day speaking with you today. But folks listening in, Jen, 
how do they get a hold of you or U.S. Vet Wealth or the great initiative, the Spouse Benefit Plan? Yeah, I recommend going to thespousebenefitplan.com. And uh, again, this is a developing project. So you will get all the latest updates on this initiative right there at thespousebenefitplan.com. If you want to talk directly to our company, just go to usvetwealth.com. That's U-S-V-E-T-W-E-A-L-T-H.com. If you want to contact me directly, you can find me on LinkedIn, just Jen Amos. And absolutely, we'll have that as part of the show notes and video so you can get a hold of Jen and all the great projects that they are doing on their end. Uh, folks, if you want to get a hold of the Leadership Void, the Leadership Void at gmail.com is where you'll send that correspondence. You can send us any requests for leadership topics or maybe a, a guest you want to see on the show, uh, and we'll curate that. But uh, thank you, Jen, so much for number one everything you're doing in the spouse arena, uh, educating, you know, speaking, the different podcasts that you host concerning and around the, the military spouse. Uh, I was part of that, and I was so blessed to be with you guys. Uh, and we just wish you all the great success that you guys are do because you're doing great work. Yeah, uh, Enrique, Vince, Thank you for your grace. You know what I'm talking about offline. And thank you so much for just the opportunity to be here. Uh, I know it takes a lot of work to uh, put on a show and that's why you're award-winning for a reason. So congrats. And again, thank you. Thank you for having me. This was truly an honor. And truly an honor indeed. And a few other things. We have a subscription drive. Bah, bah, bah. So please like us, <laughs> subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Leadership Void. You enter into a drawing to win this wonderful book by Scott McGregor, Standing Old, a Salute Edition. A couple other things we got going on. Uh, radio check. We check in our first responders, our military community on the 1st and the 15th of every month, 1900, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, just to check in. Uh, we want to give you healthy outlets, as mentioned earlier. If you have raw emotions, let's talk about resources. Let's talk about opportunities. Let's talk about spouse benefit plans. So bring us that opportunity for you. We bring it to you on the 1st and the 15th and 1900. Uh, this would not be possible without the home team of Round Point Mortgage Service Corporation, our sponsor for our show. But here we are kicking off May uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. We couldn't do it. We couldn't ask for a better guest to do it. Thank you for being on our show and God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Leadership Void Podcast. If you have any topics you would like to discuss or you are dealing with leadership issues, be sure to write us at theleadershipvoid at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Until next time.